Hello, everyone, and welcome to Killer Casts, where we tell stories of true American heroes. I'm your host, Michael Kilpatrick, and alongside, I've got my brother, Brandon Kilpatrick. Hey, everyone, we're excited to share with you a couple stories about people when in difficult situations displayed heroism and courage. To introduce ourselves, again, my name's Michael Kilpatrick, and I'm a mechanical engineering student at BYU-Idaho. And again, I'm Brandon Kilpatrick. I'm a structural engineer and a member of the Idaho Army National Guard. We went with the name Killer Cast for a couple of reasons. First, because growing up in sports and in school, we were given the nickname Killer because of our last name, Kilpatrick. And second, because we find these to be killer stories, as an excellent, exciting, and impressive. In today's story, episode six, we'll be giving two stories. The first is about Sergeant York never backing down, about his bulletproof focus and determination that struck fear into the hearts of the enemy. The second is about Major Brady and his unwavering determination to save as many lives as possible. Let the podcast introduction spark patriotism in your heart, and then listen all the way through to see how the two stories connect. We hope you enjoy today's stories. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Where did we find such men? We find them where we've always found them. In our villages and towns, on our city streets, in our shops and on our farms. The American people may not always see them, We may not always hear of their success, but they are there in the thick of the fight, in the dark of night, achieving their mission. We thank God they're there. Alvin York was born December 13, 1887 in Jamestown, Tennessee. Being born into a financially poor family, but rich in work ethic and commitment, Alvin found himself dropping out of school after only nine months to help support the family by working on the farm and eventually hunting and fishing to feed his parents and siblings. After his father passed away in 1911, Alvin helped his mother raise the younger children as he was the oldest child still living in the county. On June 5, 1917, at the age of 29, Alvin had to register for the draft, and from then on, Alvin's honed hunting skills would make him more famously known as Sergeant York. On October 8, 1918, Sergeant York became a World War I hero, Knowing of a German position near Hill 223, Alvin and the rest of his company went in for an attack. After capturing a large group of enemy soldiers, German fire again began to rain down on Sergeant York and his company. The small company of Americans lost nine in that machine gun burst and Alvin York was left in charge of the remaining seven soldiers. Sergeant York recalled the first attack later in his journal, where he wrote, The Germans got us, and they got us right smart. They just stopped us dead in our tracks. The machine guns were on their heights overlooking us and well hidden, and we couldn't tell for certain where the terrible heavy fire was coming from. And I'm telling you, they're shooting straight. Our boys just went down like the long grass before the mowing machine at home. Our attack just faded out. And there they were, lying down, about halfway across the valley, and those German machine guns and big shells getting us hard. The remaining seven American soldiers took cover and held the enemy prisoners while Sergeant York worked his way into a position where he could silence the enemy machine gun. Again, in his own words, he wrote, And those machine guns were spitting fire, cutting down the undergrowth all around me something awful. 
and the Germans were yelling orders. You never heard such a racket in all your life. I didn't have time to dodge behind a tree or dive into the bush. As soon as the machine guns opened fire on me, I began to exchange shots with them. There were over 30 of them in continuous action, and all I could do was touch the Germans off just as fast as I could. I was sharpshooting. All the time, I kept yelling at them to come down. I didn't want to kill any more than I had to, but it was they or I, and I was giving them the best I had. Sergeant York was picking off the Germans one by one, pleading with them to surrender. Six enemy soldiers fixed bayonets and charged York's position. Having just emptied the rounds in his M1917 Enfield rifle, York had to pull and rely on his M1911 pistol. With pinpoint accuracy, Sergeant York dropped all six charging enemies before they could reach him. Imperial German Army 1st Lieutenant Paul Vollmer, commanding the 120th Reserve Infantry Regiment 1st Battalion, emptied his pistol trying to take out York while he was contending with the machine guns. Failing to injure York, and seeing his mounting losses, he offered in English to surrender the unit to York, who accepted. Sergeant York and the seven other Americans marched back to camp, where the Brigadier General Julian Lindsay said, Well, York, I hear you captured the whole dang German army. York replied, No, sir. I got only 132. In this action, Sergeant York received the Medal of Honor and nearly 50 decorations, one being from the French where the Supreme Allied Commander told him, What you did was the greatest thing accomplished by any soldier of all the armies of Europe. Another interesting fact, in October 2006, United States Army Colonel Mastrino, head of the Sergeant York Discovery Expedition, conducted research to locate the York battle site. Among the Mastrino expedition finds were 46 American rifle rounds at or around the position York claimed to have fired from, and 23 .45 ACP rounds fired from a Colt 1911 handgun. After forensic ballistic analysis, it was verified that the rifle and pistol cartridges matched York's weapons. Sergeant York's story is an inspiration to all of us. Because of his determination and never-back-down attitude, he forced the surrender of hundreds of German foes. The determination is evident in many Medal of Honor recipients, like Major Brady, who we will now hear about next. Patrick Henry Brady was born October 1, 1936, in Phillips, South Dakota. He grew up and went to college in Seattle, Washington, where he reluctantly joined the ROTC program. Brady didn't like the ROTC program, but he figured he would be drafted and decided to join the military as an officer. After graduation, he was commissioned a second lieutenant and was assigned to the Army Medical Service Corps. In 1964, after completing the United States Army Aviation School, Brady was assigned to the 57th Medical Attachment as a casualty evacuation pilot where he served under Major Charles Kelly. During a tour to Vietnam, Major Kelly's heart was pierced by a bullet and Brady assumed command of the unit. The following day, a commander approached Brady and dropped the bullet that killed Major Kelly on his desk. The commander asked if they were going to stop flying so aggressively. Brady responded by saying, We are going to keep flying exactly the way Kelly taught us to fly, without hesitation, anytime, anywhere. After his first tour to Vietnam, Brady received a promotion to major and was placed second in command of the 54th Medical Detachment. It was with this unit during his second tour that Brady displayed courage and gallantry beyond the call of duty.
On January 6, 1968, Brady volunteered for a mission to rescue injured men from a heavily defended position in enemy territory. There was dense fog that made visibility nearly zero. Descending low into the valley, Brady would turn the helicopter sideward to blow fog away to be able to see the trail below. Using this maneuver, he found the first casualty collection point, landed, and evacuated two wounded soldiers. Brady was then requested to extract more wounded soldiers that lay only 50 meters from the enemy position. At this second extraction site, two aircraft had been shot down and other pilots had failed to reach the site earlier in the day. Brady landed successfully on his first attempt and managed three additional landings, extracting all wounded soldiers at the site. Brady was then called on a third mission, where the landing zone was again surrounded by the enemy. During his first landing, the aircraft had been badly damaged to the point that some of the control panel had been shot away. Brady completed the mission with that tattered aircraft and then obtained another aircraft when he was requested for a fourth mission. The fourth extraction site was in the middle of a minefield where American soldiers lay trapped. Upon landing, a mine detonated, battering the aircraft and wounding multiple crew members. Brady managed to fly the damaged aircraft with six severely injured men aboard. In total, Major Brady evacuated 51 injured soldiers while utilizing three helicopters that day. Many of those soldiers would have died on the battlefield if they would not have received immediate medical treatment. It is estimated that Patrick Henry Brady flew over 2,000 combat missions and evacuated over 5,000 injured soldiers during his time in Vietnam. So you might be asking how these two stories are related. Well, both York and Brady are of Irish heritage. In fact, of the nearly 3,500 Medal of Honor recipients, approximately 2,020, or 60% of them, have been awarded to soldiers of Irish descent. 258 of those were Irish-born. There are so many that the American Legion opened a Medal of Honor museum in Ireland. So if you ever find yourself 175 miles south of Dublin in Kinsale, Ireland, be sure to stop by the Irish Veterans Museum. Email us your thoughts and stories you think will be great over the air at killercast22 at gmail.com. That's killercasts, C-A-S-T-S, 22 at gmail.com. Remember your pledge and fight for it. Fight for it like so many Irish Americans have fought in the past. Fight for your pledge as Martin Treptow fought for his pledge to protect this country. Martin Treptow trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans.